Texas resident over here, so maybe there's different <laughs> types of chili. Did this chili taste different than Texas chili? How would I know? <laughs> You're from Texas. So you know all things chili. <laughs> I Honestly, I have no idea what the difference between Texas chili and northern chili. I actually or... do. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> what is it? Um, supposedly, t- uh, southerners think that real chili doesn't have beans or tomatoes in it. Well, I, I've never made chili without those two things. What? Okay, are you talking about? Okay, you Texas ha- born and raised. You you have <laughs> you have to have a tomato based sauce, but I could do without crushed tomatoes in it. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm saying tomatoes. Just you just any tomato. Yep. You, well, you can't do tomato. without. Yeah. You can't do without beans. That's well. I hate, I actually hate beans in my yeah, chili. That is absurd. Well, then you don't like chili. No, I <laughs> like, like meat soup. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I guess it is meat sauce. Thanks. It's just meat yeah. sauce. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so you probably like manwiches then. Uh, no. A sloppy Joe, you mean? <laughs> well, manwich is different. You can. Oh, it's different. Manwich is different than sloppy Joe. Okay. So oh. what, uh, what's the difference? Different. Season. Okay. All right. What's a manwich? Manwich just isn't a manwich. Well, I guess manwich is technically the name brand of the gross sauce yes. you pour on yes. there. <laughs> manwich is the 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 whole kit and caboodle, the can. And the delicious preservatives I, and everything. The delicious. I take pride in my sloppy joes. I make them pretty good. They're terrible. I oh, hate I love sloppy, sloppy joes. joes. You oh, hate them? Hate them. He's what? I think he might just be mistaken. No, I fucking hate <laughs> sloppy joes. Why are they sweet? What's sweet about them? Why are they? You gotta, sweet? you gotta have brown sugar in it. Look. Ketchup does? No. You don't like ketchup either, I no. guess? I love ketchup. Well, Ketchup's then, great. What's happening? I don't want brown sugar in my fucking hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want sweets on my meats, bro. You got you got to have the sweetness. What? You got to have the sweetness, and then you have to have, like, the tart from, like, pickles or pickle juice to, like, mm. cut yeah. it. Cody, you have a culinary background. I've never went to a culinary school. <laughs> yes, you did. Or at least to, one that still exists. You'd have to talk. <clears throat> you have to ask my mom about that whole thing. She tells everybody uh, ever. So. so. Well, still, sweets and meats. Sweets and I love sweets yeah. and meats. Go together like teats and beets. Well, that's right. Sweet. <laughs> I've heard that phrase. <laughs> sweets and meats and sweets and meats and spice are there where you go. Oh, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, we're under attack. There's a poltergeist up there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Named Shayna and Jeff. <laughs> I was watching uh, this movie called Ghost Watch. Uh, I don't. Have you guys ever heard of it? Anybody? No. So it's from 1992. It's a British, like, found footage movie that found like, footage. You Since know when I love, did you start <clears throat> watching hey, found footage hey, films? Hey, listen, I you hated those. listen. <laughs> but I noticed the British deadpan humor mm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just like this old guy saying smartass comments, <laughs> and his facial expression is just rock solid. He doesn't. It doesn't move or anything. Just ask like an obscene question, be like, hmm. <laughs> you know who doesn't do that well Stone is a lady Phillips. on True TV named okay. Amy Hoggart. <laughs> oh She's God, a fucking. Oh no. <sighs> Uh, what Let's, move on. Let's move on from what Amy Hoggart. What show is she on? It's personal with Amy Hoggart. Okay, all right. So you, that's your nemesis right yeah, now. Yeah, it's on all of the commercials for Impractical Jokesters, and that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Wait, are they on that True TV? Like they are on True TV. The True TV, okay. It's it's not real. It's not reality. It's actuality. True TV. <laughs> is that their catchphrase? That, that was their old one. Not anymore. No. <laughs> Okay. I ha- I can't remember the last time I've turned on True TV. Why would you? Unless it's to watch Impractical Jokers. I I yeah I suppose I always watch tra- I watch Travel Channel, mm. which is literally nothing to do with traveling. It's just strictly paranormal shows. Is That's it what now? it's turned into. Huh? Yeah, it's like uh, like Oxygen. We used to be for ladies. Yeah. And it's, women's television. It's strictly true crime now. Wow. It's just killing. Hey. You know? Makes sense. Still strictly for ladies. Yeah, still strictly just for kidding. ladies. Just kidding, everyone. Let's <laughs> look at not the audience. <laughs> just uh, kidding. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bumble Bob Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Uh, Jordan's not here. Mm. And don't worry, though. It's not for any problems. No. Global related. We don't no. have to talk about the current global situation. I'm sure everyone else is. I feel like Jordan naturally has so many unknown diseases that coronavirus would be pretty minor yeah. in his case. I don't think, you know how it's like, 
when a disease attacks your blood, it's like little throwing stars in there, yeah. and they cut your cells attack. Yeah. There's no way. His are armored to the gates. I, I feel like when coronavirus goes in his system, they're, they get killed by a more powerful disease, Definitely. probably. So. Definitely. Isn't he dead? Who, Jordan? Yeah. Well, not yet. Thought, he no. would be. I mean, that's the joke in the canon of the show. <laughs> if we weren't in such a serious time right now. That's, Listen, that's exactly yes. what we're Never too doing. soon, okay? When, when we got pestilence going on everywhere, we got to be a little more We got to put sensitive. on our kid gloves. Yeah. I, Adam, I want to talk okay. about, are, are you comfortable talking about the YouTube video that we watched yesterday? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Do you have a, what's your hot take on it? Because I wanna, I'll set it up for you. Okay. Okay. Our CEO and president. Yes. Andrew Walzer of mm. Walzer fame mm. put out a nice little YouTube video where he stared blankly at and around <laughs> the camera explaining what we were to do in this current situation. Yeah. Not, Go ahead. Not, what's your take? He's not, first off, he's not going to be a good cult leader. No. But, uh, unlike us. I, I, I was, <laughs> yes, this cult of creep it real here. Yeah. So, uh, I think we should apologize on the behalf of Minnesota because for the people who are going to continue coronavirus spreading everywhere, our company is one of those that is assisting with that, so I apologize on behalf of them. Let's ship because, our cars out. Because they refuse to do anything about it. So. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, write your hate mail to them. To them at us.com. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we'll send them to us. We'll forward them to their yeah, corporate yeah, yeah. office. Yeah, we'll take care of that. You just get <clears> them But apparently us. they fired half of their corporate office, so there's Ma- that. I mean, maybe those emails will probably all bounce anyway, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. uh, also sitting across from me it, that, okay, Jordan's not here. He'll be back next time. <laughs> sitting across from me is Bianca from Creepy Real. Hello. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? Thanks for filling in. Hey, thanks. Uh, how's your week? Uh, it's been, it's been good. Just super anxiety. Right. Inducing. Right. But you know, that's all, right. all, that's all of us. That's well. every week for Bianca. So it doesn't really <laughs> change a thing. True. And uh, me. And maybe me. there's like, there's like tears of high anxiety. Maybe this is like. <laughs> I am on higher. A lower. I'm a little higher. Yeah. You're higher on the high anxiety. Yeah. Scale. Yeah. Yeah. For Spectrum. sure. Yeah. All right. Also here from Creepy Real, Ashley, thank you for filling in for Jordan. It's my pleasure. Super last minute. On such short notice. I know. My bad. I know. Uh, Actually, not my bad. Jordan's bad. (laughs) Yeah. But he's not sick. He was maple syrup hunting. I'm supposed (laughs) to be okay with that. (laughs) Maple maple syrup. No, he was crafting it. He was making it. He wasn't. Using. Hunting was a little out of his pay grade. He's just boiling it down, apparently. So, all right. Uh, also here with me, Cody, as Hello. always. Hello, kiddo. How you doing? You know. <clears throat> froggy. Jesus. No, I was going to say, I've been a little under the weather the last few days, but I, I'm, I'm feeling good today, actually. Good. I woke up chipper and feeling great. Yeah, so, you weren't at work on Wednesday? Thursday or Friday. Thursday or Friday. Friday, I would was going to go in, but Brad said he didn't want to risk getting anything. Did you so really? I, yeah, so I wow. said, okay, I'll just stay home. Take I'll, one for suffer, the team. I'll suffer and I'll stay home. Well, real <laughs> I'll quick. I'll take that. I'll bef- take that one for the team. Don't worry. Before we get started, I learned what a spawn dance was in relation to koi. Okay. We take care of the koi pond at work, Max, okay. Brad, and I do. All right. And one of our fish uh, <laughs> doesn't have a name, it's an interloper. <laughs> it it kept hiding under the rocks and we were going why why are you hiding under there are you dying because the last one that did that got sucked into the pump mm. and eaten up and i had to get it out of there with a spatula okay all right good use of a spatula yeah i think they used it to serve pasta the next week actually. <laughs> oh, they probably did to be honest with i didn't throw it away throw it i put it back okay. in the cabinet where i found it from so uh and it was definitely one we used to serve pasta with. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, so, I looked it up because Orion, another fish in the tank, mm. was always right on that one's ass. And just like, and oh, Orion and one fin. <laughs> Orion and one fin were flanking it, swimming wherever it went, over and over, over and over, and over and over. So, we thought it was going to die and they were going to eat her corpse. Yeah. And then we found out. They were mating. That's called when they hide... That's the uh, the spawn dance. They're trying to shit out their eggs, and those <laughs> men are trying to be the first people to mm. spit their jizz all over it. And then does, it, does the male carry the eggs around? 
No, they'd sit there until they hatch. Mm-hmm. I assume they'll get sucked up by the pump, so I that's why we don't have any baby fish in our pond. Maybe y'all should take them and keep them in a safe place and they can hatch and you can have like seven... I've never seen the eggs. <laughs> oh. They're they get pro- sucked up too quickly well, cons- before considering you see them? the fish are like one or two inches big, it's eggs are probably like microscopic. Yeah. They oh, also tiny. have uh apparently if they don't feel safe enough to lay their eggs, they have basically a period where they just flush them out. Oh, and they're okay. worthless. Okay. Oh. Also, I, what I learned from this story oh. is I think humans uh uh, developed wrong in evolution. We should have probably adapted those practices. We should shit out fetuses. Yeah, we and just there's we eggs do. laying there. We dance <laughs> yeah, around them. You don't. <laughs> no, I'm saying you, there's eggs there. We just dance around them, and then yeah. babies come out. Yeah. That's all. That's all. That's all that happens. <laughs> that's the pinata. Yeah, I played that. Dance around them, jack off on them. Yep. Perfect. Oh, yep. that would really be quite. Nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, not bad. I mean, not bad. Just there on the ground somewhere. It's a lot easier than like it's a lot easier than like Tinder or something yeah, like that. Certainly, <laughs> love is a messy. What messy if like game. your Tinder profile is like I'm looking for someone to come fertilize my eggs? Come jizz. Me come jizz on my eggs. They're in the corner over there. <laughs> oh, that's no good. All right, let's get uh, back to it. We're gonna go anthill kids too. Hell All right. yeah. We left Ziff. Oh. <laughs> we left off with Terrio in prison for two years, charged with bodily harm with intent to mutilate Guy Veer, the depressed man who was left in charge of the non-trueborn children in the cult. Rosh was released in February 1984. That's uh, that's when the best foreigner album came out. Really? <laughs> I think so. What was it? Wheel in the I Sky. I don't know. I All don't right. Know. It's funny. We just watched Chopped, and the the lead singer from Foreigner was on it. So. What is Chopped? Like the Food the Network show. show. You don't know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. You get a basket of mystery ingredients, and you have to use them and cook a dish within like a time limit, and then the, and then you serve it to like expert chefs, and they judge who's the best and the worst. Well, they had four rock stars on there. And he was and one of them? He was one, well, the replacement oh. singer for Foreigner. <laughs> Fantastic. That sounds like Iron Chef, by the way. I couldn't what tell you, you which it's, it's kind of, yeah. Iron okay. Chef's one ingredient. Foreigner. Wheel in the sky. That's Journey. <laughs> uh, and Cold as Ice. Double You're Vision. Cold as Ice. Oh, okay. I, I always remember Foreigner from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Because Carl was obsessed with Foreigner. <laughs> the, one, the, whole, the one episode he literally kept like bringing up song titles as like, like hidden in the context of the episode it was pretty good. Fantastic. And he had like a Foreigner championship belt. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's great. His followers wanted to remain in Quebec City altogether, maybe in a rented house. But Moses had other plans. It was time to start over in the bush. This time on Lot 4, Concession 5 in Somerville Township, Burnt River, near the town of Lindsay in Victoria County, Ontario. Is is that a real address? That is a real address. Okay. He's All buying right. lots at this point. That's how much in the bush they are. But I'm saying, like, can your address literally say Concession 5? I guess so. All right. He had stopped drinking, he told them all. He was good now. And most importantly, there would be no more violence. That's what they all say. (laughs) In May of 1984, he moved the cult to their new property, just as isolated as Eternal Mountain had been. Is that that the mountain in uh, He-Man? Yes. Yes. Is that certainly. what it's called? No, it's Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Okay. Well, same. Different thing. reptilian. I feel. Yeah. I feel like I've heard Eternal Mountain in some video game or something. Like Zelda? Not Zelda. Maybe I. I don't know. Final Fantasy? No. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think. I feel like I've heard it before. What's uh? What's the mountain in Zelda called? Where the Gorons live? <laughs> uh, Death Mountain. Fat Rock Monster. Fat Rock. Guys, we bombs mountain, fat rolly boy mountain. These two girls look so confused right now. I just think it's amazing that y'all remember mountains from video games. <laughs> yeah, that's what spent a lot of time there. I'm yeah. very impressed. Do you, with you guys. do you guys remember mountains from the Babysitters Club books? I, know. <laughs> I did not read those. <laughs> Excuse <but thanks>. me. <laughs> Excuse I, me. <laughs> okay, what did I you? I was reading at adult levels when I was very young. Ooh, hey, wow. we could have been reading the Hardy Boys. You know, you had the Hardy Boys and you had the Babysitters. Nancy I didn't read those. I did read Nancy, Nancy Drew. Drew. I didn't read those. Wait, wasn't the Babysitters Club was kind of like a 
they were like a murder mystery. They were a detective agency, right? <laughs> I have no idea what it was. I was pretty much reading Harry Potter exclusively. <laughs> I don't think they were a murder mystery. I was probably like, who stole Jessica's brain? <laughs> probably not like, who killed who the boyfriend? cokehead on the corner? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what you do. You go, you go to the creepy Baby real- City is called Vice. S-B. Please go to the Creeper Real Patreon so Bianca can buy some Babysitter's Club books and get caught up with cultural history. Please, please do. Fantastic. Terrio designed and assembled a sawmill from a chainsaw, a snowmobile engine, and some bicycle parts. He also designed a horse-drawn treadmill to get water from a spring on a neighboring property. Rosh began going by Rock, Hell yeah. the anglicized version of his name, and began laying out and constructing his new dream town. I mean, Rock's a lot more metal. I'm you gonna like give Rock? Him, I like, I'd follow a guy named Rock. He makes it really easy to not repeat his name over and over, because <laughs> I can call him a hundred different things, including Moses. Can I ask, though, what's a horse-drawn treadmill? Exactly. Does anyone not? He run the horse runs on the treadmill, and then that pumps the water from the neighboring uh, oh, neighboring horse... property. Oh, I, I think I misunderstood. Okay. What did you think? I thought, you, I thought he had a horse <laughs> running, and that he would. The treadmill was, he, behind he, it. He's on a fucking. Like, he, oh my gosh! Like he was just. He treadmill. just wanted the. He wanted to be moving while he was running, <laughs> yeah. but he didn't want to run. <laughs> so he was being pulled behind on a. <laughs> That's ridiculous of, that you levels. thought that. That's really crazy that you would think that. That's why I didn't understand why no one else was... Oh my god! Okay, alright. This dream town included an A-frame cabin, a two-story house with a kitchen, a bakery, a maple sugar shack, a smokehouse, a root cellar, and a stone altar on which you would commune with God. I wish we had a stone altar here, I'm not gonna lie. We got talented fans. They're like 600 pounds to carry a stone altar mm, in this basement, mm, but mm. damn. Well, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Jordan is in masonry. Can't he just but do I'm, it? I'm saying he, he he can't physically carry this yeah. thing down mm. here, and I don't want to do it. I think I could do it. You could do you it? You might be able I to. I think I can. With leverage and stuff? <laughs> That's pretty sweet. He had his own bakery, though. I kind of wish I did. Yeah, and so. a maple sugar shack. So were these all individual... Mm-hmm. Buildings, damn, mm-hmm. that's badass. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he was making. All of this was constructed over one summer by his two male and nine female followers, four of which were pregnant. With his? Oh, yeah. Oof. Oof. Oh, only his. In addition to this task, they were all responsible for the group's ten children, ranging in ages from one to fifteen. They wore heavy sweaters and jeans in the sweltering heat to avoid being bit by mosquitoes. <sighs> I hate them so much. Rosh established a new hierarchy within his wife group. The lowest-ranking wife was Marie's Grenier. Terrio forbade Jacques and Marie's from sleeping together and encouraged Jacques to beat her if she talked back to either of them. So much for that non-violence. I mean, maybe he's using the loophole where he's not committing it. Somebody else is Perfect. committing it. So he's not violent. So that if she talks violent. back to him, then he can say, Jacques, yeah. hit your wife. She's yeah. out of line with me. See? That's what I... Like, I remember we all came to an agreement that if we get angry at Jordan, we ask these girls to hit him. Yes. And we don't hit him, so... Yes. It's, a, it's an agreement, right? I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rosh also convinced Jacques that a birthmark she had looked exactly like the number of the beast, 666. He ordered her to live apart <laughs> from everyone else in her own hut with her two children until Rosh later accepted her eldest daughter back in the ma- main group. Victoria County had a different idea of what constitutes a family and what constitutes an institution than Quebec had. What does this mean for our group? Well, remember that measly 1,400 Canadian they were getting every month? Mm. Gone. Not getting that anymore. How are they going to survive? Of course, this only served as undeniable proof that the outside world was hostile to the group's way of life and reinforced their alienation and isolation. As far as Rock was concerned... If the rest of the world wouldn't voluntarily give them what they needed to survive, they would take it. Okay. He began ordering his wives to steal from the businesses in the local town of Lindsay. The hot ticket items were dairy products, vegetables, (laughs) meat, canned goods, pop, 
and toilet paper. You son of a bitch. You put that in there on purpose. I know you did. You can look in your book that you have upstairs right now. If there's a shortage of toilet paper at this point, too? Rock Terrio's fault. He wanted it. That's right. All right. Everything the group needed to survive but no longer had funding to purchase. The uniforms were even upgraded to include custom coats with huge inner pockets to facilitate their stealing. These people are very crafty. Let's just throw that out there, right? They're trying to get it. I mean, he made a goddamn sawmill out of a snowmobile engine, so... And a chainsaw somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like some weird Mounty MacGyver shit here. I still, I'm impressed. I wonder how discreet you can smuggling out fruits and vegetables in your jackets. I don't know. Have mm. you ever seen not, the not documentary great. Aladdin? Mm. <laughs> well, that He's does... very good. He's got really baggy pants on. Doesn't he almost get Jasmine's arm cut off? Well, she's an amateur thief. She is. He's yeah. a pr- see. It takes years of practice. Like she's a pretender. Yeah. So if she would have lost her hand, then her thieving days would have been over. But Aladdin and the monkey knew how to Abu. steal properly. <laughs> Abu. <Yep>. Okay. And <laughs> Jafar. No. Yeah. What's the bird's name? Iago. Iago. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On January thirty first, nineteen eighty five, a police officer arrested Jacques for shoplifting. Nearby, the officer tracked down Gabrielle, Claude, Nicole, and Rock Jr. Between the five of them, they had $453.97 worth of stolen goods. Their sentence was to be perma-banned from shopping in the town of Lindsay. Oh, no. I mean, that's pretty mild. But where are they now going to get their supplies, Cody? Now they've I, been ostracized. They can just put on like that, those goggles with a mustache on it and the nose like the groucho marks yeah face. and yeah. they'll be like okay we got new customers in town yeah. let's serve them a whole new group yeah i just say they got their nose cut off in world war ii or something perfect and you're, you're good to go <laughs> so this is my prosthetic yeah. <laughs> groucho mask. but i got a hey, party you, city you ever seen the first season of boardwalk empire that guy's got like that weird mask he wears so he's creepy works. yeah oh that chili mm. <laughs> Rosh began forcing his female followers to call home for money. If the parents refused, it would only reinforce what he had always said about this. And if they agreed, they could continue to live in isolation. Rosh had his followers so brainwashed, they begged him not to make them call their awful parents. Really? Because they would try to, like, say, hey, get the hell away from this guy. They would call, and the response was always the same. The girl could have however much money she wanted... As long as she leaves Rosh. Of course. This, of course, could never happen. Okay. So, we I watched this documentary. It's about a recent cult. And it was like this creepy-ass old guy. And it was like the same scenario where these young girls, he had brainwashed them. And then when they were trying to, like, get him away from this guy... They were like, oh, my parents are so stupid. They don't know that death's coming to us all. And he's the only one who can protect. Like, they're, like, dead serious about it. Did you watch a documentary about this guy? Not that. It was a different guy. Wow. I think he was just a pedophile, but. Hmm. Well. It was uh, the cringiest part was where he told his son's wife. That they had to sleep together to save the world. Oh, Uh, wasn't that the end of the world cult? Yeah. And then. His son was like, well, I had to let him do it. I didn't want the world to end. That's yeah. kind of redundant, the end of the world cult, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, this the guy- name, that's the name of, the, I think that's the name of the documentary. It was like the end of the, I think that's no. what it was called. It was, oh God, it's. It's on Amazon Prime. It's uncomfortable. This is the end of the world cult too. Yeah. This is well, a they're all in the But I'm yeah, not, every it's, single e- one. it's the easiest way to control people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sure, scare the sure, shit sure. out of them mm-hmm. and then make them do everything for you. What a little bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. The group. Hey! The group began selling fruit and later pastry. Mm. This proved to be a success, and Rock organized the group into a little company he would name (laughs) the Anthill Kids, because they all worked together so well, like a little nest of ants building a hill. I see. Okay. Well, you know, he should know pastries are always going to sell, right? You should know. Because you were making kolaches. Yeah, I was. But I'm saying if I had said kolaches, you guys would be eating them all right now. Yeah. True. They're so good. Yeah. 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 But we ate all of them before within one week. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I had a few. Did you? I did. Wow. They were good. Yeah, they were. Mm. 
Although the group was still living off simple starches, at least now they were generating some income and everything seemed to be going well. Of course, because they were actually carving out a nice little life for themselves and not fighting non-existent enemies, Rock began to get bored. And when Terrio gets bored, Terrio drinks. He began skipping out on his share of the labor again and prescribed himself a case of beer for every pain he felt. Jordan? <laughs> I think you misspelled this for Terrio and Fox. I think they're spelled differently here. Rock Fox. That's his real name. Ooh, that sounds sexy. Rosh Fox. <laughs> While drunk, he would go on at length about his treasures, which consisted of worthless costume jewelry. The rest of the group were too scared to do anything but feign interest. Hmm. What what exactly is costume jewelery? Take it away. <laughs> take, so take it away. Oh, come on. Do, are, you, are you serious? Well, well co- it's d- costume jewelry. So it's not real. It's not it looks real. real but oh, it's not real. okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay. All right. It's just context clues, man. It's I thought maybe it was like a one of those spider rings you get on a cupcake at the grocery store. <laughs> or you get for seven tickets at Chuck E. Okay, it's kind of along the same Or like lines, you get yeah. out of the 50 cent turny mm-hmm. thing, maybe. <laughs> right next to the, the yeah. gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> Gum machine. The homies. The homies, that's the it. Homie yeah. stickers. I do remember those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then ne- and then next to that, you can get the temporary tramp stamp. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us don't need a temporary. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm getting a sick tramp stamp. Oh. <laughs> Is there anything like your cock tattoo? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Also to pass the time, he would pit the wives against each other, manipulating their self-esteem at will. He would organize no-holds-barred wrestling matches between them, or he would put one of the men in the middle of the circle, laying him down and forcing the women to beat the shit out of him. Sometimes he would simply beat or whip his followers, and sometimes he'd strike them with the broadside of an axe or with the hurdy part of a hammer. How do you not kill them doing that? Fuck. Sometimes he would urinate on them, force them to perform analingus on each other, or smear each other with their feces. Oh my god. In a drunken rage, Moses slashed Jacques Rainier's jugular with a broken wine glass. After Jacques recovered somewhat, Terrio circumcised him, taking oh the full glance. You know what? Can I tell a story quick about yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, your full glands being removed? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, we had we had a fr- I had a friend and we were all high. Them two were exceptionally high, right? And he was joking around. He put a knife to his neck, right? And uh, this he, is such a weird thing. To hold do. on, okay. hold on. And the guy jerked a little bit, and it like cut him like right here, yeah, like in the jugular, but it, like didn't bleed at all. It was really huh? odd. It was like right here. So you could see the meat of the artery, or he what? said it was. I had left already, and they told me after because he came uh. in with this huge fucking bandage oh, here. Oh yeah, and they're like, yeah, I was. So it exposed it, but it didn't he, cut the yeah, he the said, artery Jesus wall. Christ. It wasn't bleed. He's, they said yeah. it wasn't bleeding or anything, and wow. they like, oh I think they super glued it shut yeah. and put a fucking bandaid over it. That's the most aggressive high story I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, it's uh, that kid. Look, we they used to shoot each other with gun mm. BB guns and paintball guns all the time and airsoft guns, so it was an interesting household. I gotta find out if I can talk about this, but Brando <laughs> Brando had to uh butterfly like part of his dick back on. So it's like because he got hit with a puck or something. Oh. I'll ask him about it for next time. Okay. We'll find out. Yeah, maybe get his permission for yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> it does involve his dick. Yeah, and his wife's a fan, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah. The group the loved this entire process. He would punish them for their sins, and then they would come out purified. Rock would always weep the following day. After all, he was nursing a wicked hangover, mm. and he would loudly beg God to stop using him as a vehicle for his cruel, righteous justice. Oh my <laughs> God. What a prick. So, I have a quick letter I'm going to read before we go even hell further. Yes, please do. Have you ever cried during a hangover? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, have yeah. you? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I haven't. I, I it takes too much. 
It's too painful to cry during I over. Just, I just want to go to bed and watch Infinity War. That's all I want to do when I'm hungover. Infinity War? That just That's came out. That's very specific. That was what the, did you do I before that came wished out? wished he could watch Infinity War <laughs> for 28 I years. I didn't. Why haven't they invented it yet? I didn't know how to cure my hangovers until I saw that movie. And yeah. it's just... It's the perfect, perfect Those amount of time. Those movies are just water. They're like, well, you watch it, and you, there's nothing there. It, you know you're gonna fall asleep mm-hmm. because it's three hours long. You're not gonna make it through it, so it's kind of. There like were no a, three hour long movies before Infinity War. Never. That's true. No, never. No. <laughs> Couldn't have watched 2001. Nothing else. So this Ooh. is a sample <laughs> of what would a letter that was written from one of his wives, Solange Bayard, right. to him. Yes, after okay. one of his particularly violent drinking sessions. Mm. Good day, Moses, my master. I would have liked to talk to you yesterday evening, but I think it is preferable to write these things down rather than saying them for fear of talking too much. I'm going to talk to you about the last fit of anger that your master exercised through you. I really believe that what you did doesn't come from you, but from someone much higher. For my part, I really believe that you were possessed by a very powerful spirit. That's what I saw in what you did. The throwing of the knife, the rifle shot, the harm done to many. My eyes saw things that went beyond them. My body is very afraid of all these things. I understand it very well because of the law of death in which it exists. But within myself, I am well. I am very well and very happy to belong to a real master who himself belongs to the only real master of life. Love, Solange. Okay, so here's my question. Coming from a rational thought, why would you worship a man who some deity is possessing him to commit violent acts? Like, where is the sense in that? Don't ask me. I don't understand how any of these cults can happen. They're they're just like okay with. Except for mine. Except for creep it real. (laughs) They're non-violent. Okay. So far, they always say they are at first. They're gonna get some cronies or something. But cronies, 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 cronies. What did you think I said? I was like, I thought you made up a slur for coronavirus and victims. I could see them too initiating <laughs> them into the cult. You but anyway, everybody is coronies. welcome into our cult. But uh we're your family now. <laughs> I'm just saying like it doesn't make a lot of sense we're like no. it's not you. This god's really violent. Well, why are you worshiping this god then yeah. if he's that violent? Oh, he's awesome though. I think that's the, so different from Christianity. I think the basic thing behind it is they're trying to act, make you feel like they're purifying you through this violent act that God is telling him to do. So, okay. and that's kind of that. Like I remember from church camp, we would all be bawling our stupid heads off. We were like five years old. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? You know. Mm-hmm. But it just make people feel like there's something they need to be sorry for. Oh yeah, always. a whole plan that's in motion mm-hmm. that you yeah. need to make sure you apologize. Guys, for. I feel like this summer we should all sign up for like a one or two week uh bible camp like ashley went to and just kind of ashley i went to one too oh I you went, went to, to one too yeah okay i did we should go in there and just record our adventure for sure. a week straight oh. a i don't want to pay for that I don't. Do you have to pay for that? Yes. Okay. For speaking in tongues, you have to pay for yep. that. Speaking in tongues, you got to pay to speak. I can. Tongue. I can do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pay me money. I'll teach you how to do it. Pay me money. On January twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five, somewhere in the nine a.m. hour, Gabrielle put her five month old baby, Rock's son Eleazar, in a wheelbarrow. It was snowing heavily, and the temp was around fourteen degrees Fahrenheit with a predicted high of 60. By 10.45 a.m., the child was dead. Terrio hated that child and claimed it bore the mark of the devil. He had often beat him. Gabriel thought this would be an act of mercy and kindness for the child. He would often beat the five-month-old baby? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a hot, awful person. I mean, in part one, he basically killed one kid already, so... What's going to stop he him He lanced now? his penis with a scissors. Oh, God. Yeah. That was awful. It's, uh, yeah, this guy, I mean, if he enjoys watching people hurt each other, then what's stopping him from killing people, really? No doubt. Yeah. One of Terrio's best friends and neighbors in the region was the county coroner, Al Lackey. He claimed the baby died of sudden infant death syndrome. The county children aid society, on the other hand, began watching the commune like hawks. 
I feel like when a baby's frozen to death <laughs> yeah. versus infant death syndrome, like it looks a little different. Yeah. You would think so. At, yeah, because the I mean, whenever we covered uh, Kanika Jenkins, I looked into freezing death a lot because the body gets mushy. There's lots of different things that happen to the body mm. that would specifically tell you they died because of that and not died before that and then were frozen. Sure, know, so. I would. Yeah, I would assume they have frostbite and stuff. Before, you know. When you're freezing to death, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. We should know since we live in this temperature. But... <laughs> <laughs> After a year of not being able to have sex with, or any contact at all really with, her husband Jacques, Maurice Grenier was able to leave with two of her three surviving children. The only condition was that she leave her eldest daughter behind. She was nearing puberty <sighs> and was destined to be Rock's next wife. <sighs> <sighs> Marie's bolted and learned how to live in the outside world for a few months. That's when she decided to pursue legal action and get her daughter back. It turns out the only thing CPS needs to raid a compound and remove the children is a sworn testimony about the children's welfare. I would hope. Hell yeah. In their new foster environments, the kids exhibited disturbing behavior which indicated they had been abused. As the children were asked more and more, horrifying details kept rising to the surface. I couldn't even imagine what sort of horrible shit these kids have endured so far. As we mentioned in part one, Rock kept the kids separated in two groups, his own chosen children and the others that were not of his seed. The others were left in the care of Guy Veer, a mentally unstable drifter, and these children couldn't walk, couldn't speak, and were severely malnourished. Even knowing all of this, Maurice Grenier would have still preferred Guy watch over her children than Rock. Jesus, that is saying something. Moses' children feared no better than the bastards. Only Terrio was allowed to show any affection to the kids. Sometimes he would hold two women's children over a fire, threatening to throw one in. He loved watching his wives beg for their children to be spared. Once again, playing the Abraham and Isaac card from back in the Eternal Mountain days, Rock would nail the children to trees by their clothes and tell the other children to stone or knife them, only to call them off at the very last minute. I suppose, I mean, this is probably his way of testing people's mm -hmm. loyalty. Um, loyalty to him. Sure. So, it's a fucked up way of doing it, but... Like, those kids are traumatized beyond measure. Yeah. I wonder, I'm kind of wondering how many of these uh, kids are maybe... Committed still suicide? Alive. Well, I'm not that dark, but I'm saying oh. still alive today. As of 2011, there was yeah. six. Oh, really? Yeah. They have to be in there. confirmed... They have to be in, what, 40s, 50s? Yeah, 30s, 40s, 50s, mm. yeah, mm. right? Some children had mouths full of rotting teeth. Some would randomly scream, rock, chant, or bang their heads on things. The children had chores around the compound, such as hand-washing the women's sanitary napkins. Ugh. They were deprived of sleep, food, and hygiene. Obviously, if the children were already deprived of so much, you can't imagine they were given a good education. They were, however, giving rocks education. Terrio told the children that God lived deep underground because flowers grew up from the ground and that sometimes God demands blood sacrifice. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. So, wait, does the blood make the flowers grow or they're just coming up because Blood of makes God. the grass grow. Kill, 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 according to the okay. Marine Corps. All right. Well, Jesus, it's Jesus's sperm spooping up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you watched The Nun? Jeez, mm -hmm. the blood of Jesus is the most powerful item on earth. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this yes. before. You need to watch it. It's because it is bad. important to know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if I ever come across a, a pint of God blood. Look for, like, a crystal circle with a crucifix with a little tiny thing of blood in it. That's right. what you're looking for. That's what I'm looking to find out in the wild. <laughs> to drive this point home, in a secret ritual held only for the kids, a naked Terrio disemboweled a goat that one of his daughters had hand-raised and bathed himself in his blood. Jesus. There were reports of upside-down crosses and chanting rituals. Unfortunately, the children were also able to go into excruciating detail about group sex involving the whole family. <sighs> okay, I have a feeling this is going to be bad. Rosh and his teenage son, Rosh Jr., also sexually molested and sometimes raped the children. Terrio would have the children masturbate him, or make the children watch as other group members masturbated. He believed this was the proper method of sexual education. <clears throat> With all of this news coming from all the children in separate foster homes, the court ordered an independent assessment. Doctors Riel Hunil and Martin Milkovich were part of that team. And they recommended the children be returned to Burt River immediately. 
In their 300-page report, they celebrated Terrio's pioneering spirit in regards to sexual education. They accused the government of trying to persecute the group and forced them to disband by withholding welfare, a gross infraction of their rights as citizens. Do these two work for the Catholic Church or what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm I, very confused right now. Apparently Why? they Why? thought this was acceptable yeah. behavior. Why? I, yeah. I, nobody has the answer. Are they getting paid? With the with what money? I don't know. Don't have any fucking money? <laughs> They're broke know. as a joke and coke. Getting paid with little boys. <laughs> little boy. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I was gonna say Martin Mil- Milkovich or whatever. <laughs> Martin Milkovich. It sounds like the uh, actress from Resident Evil. Oh. Isn't that? Isn't she a Milkovich? Jovovich. Yeah. Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Okay. All right. Mila Jojo bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thankfully, this wasn't the only report filed. The Children's Aid Society also had an investigation going. In October 26, 1987, the court ruled that the children be made wards of the crown. Usually, we sh- wouldn't celebrate orphanism, but uh, I'm I'm a good uh, I'm a good fan of this one. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's needed. a much better option than being around this fucking. Guy. Yes. Yeah. There was to be no parental access, as the court believed Terrio to be a sadistic despot who posed a significant risk of molestation and exploitation. There still wasn't enough evidence to press further criminal charges against Rock. Even Marie's Grenier, who got this whole thing rolling, was unwilling to testify further. You think that's because she was scared of him? And in love. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Life on the compound wasn't getting any easier. It only took a few beers these days to set Rock off on ranting rage. One day, he became infuriated at Claude Ouellette for some reason no one remembers and ordered him to walk around with an elastic band wrapped tightly around his scrotum. He was forced to keep it on overnight, which of course caused irreparable damage. So Rosh got out the razor. There was no time to waste, so he sliced right in and removed the infected testicle with his bare fingers and cauterized the wound with a hot piece of iron. Holy moly. Oh my god. This I like we talked about last episode, that's like some pain Olympic shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Terrio held a vote on whether or not Claude should be stoned to death for offending God. When that motion was defeated, Rosh instead grabbed an acetylene torch and threatened to open Claude's belly with it. Claude was able to escape into the woods, where he stayed until Terrio sobered up. This would become common practice for the other group members. You just have to wait him out. Yep. Wow. I mean, if you guys have seen the documentary Fast and Fur- Fat- Too Fast and Furious, <laughs> um, and he he puts the rat the rat in the bucket on his belly, and he's heating it up with a torch. Mm. Oh, I same mean, thing. That's same a- thing. I or think the they documentary got... Game of Thrones. Yeah, the same yeah. thing happens. It's also in that documentary. <laughs> Minus the dragons and magic. Technically, no, it's I'm... a documentary, Cody. Right. Yeah. You're right. What are you saying? It's fake news. Fake <laughs> news. <laughs> Giselle, in particular, would run home to her father, and after a while, Rosh would call and convince her to return to her real family. He would then treat her nicely for a few days, but would inevitably punish her for her escape and for bringing him dishonor. One night in February 1987, Rock threw a hunting knife at Giselle, causing a three-inch gash in her thigh, which immediately began gushing blood. Terrio's response was to slam a beer and go to bed. When he awoke two hours later, a clot had formed in her leg, which had swollen. Since Terrio was rested from his two-hour blackout, he decided it was time for surgery. He pressed his hand down sharply on the wound, causing it to burst open. He probed it with a hot iron file and poured cup after cup of boiling water on it. Jesus Christ almighty. A week later, the wound was infected. So Rosh decided to fill it with salt, (sighs) olive oil, and spruce gum. After her leg healed a bit, she tried to escape, but a few days later she returned. She had to be with her husband. It was in God's plan. Holy hell. Things kept escalating. He passed the acetylene torch over Jose's back until the skin bubbled. He held it over Nicole's stomach the day she gave birth for the first time. He hit Jacques in the head with a blunt axe and broke his ribs with a club. He beat Nicole, causing her to miscarry her second child at three months. He broke Giselle's ribs with his steel-toed boots and turned his torture almost solely to Claude Olette for a while. Ouette. He began by methodically spraining every one of Claude's toes. Next, he used a piece of broken glass to cut Claude's arms open, elbow to wrist. He pulled 11 teeth just for fun and then had one of his wives' misery clawed with a sledgehammer. Wait, wait. You're saying they he hit their feet 
And they turn other directions. <laughs> yeah, he turned his feet around. You're going to make me say this guy's name. Right? Is that how you pronounce <laughs> it? <laughs> uh, it sounds, no, but, it oh sounds like his family invented the omelet, but... Oulet. <laughs> that's what I kept thinking. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and all these people think like he's, quote, possessed by God. some god, god or whatever. God, is forcing god. him to do this. God. T-H-E God? The God. <laughs> he was hogtied and suspended from the ceiling for an hour, and after, Terrio ordered his wives to pluck Claude's pubic hair one by one until it was bald. Oh my Another God. time, Terrio ordered Claude to sit on a lit stove, and when he drunkenly beat a horse with a chain, Rosh ordered Claude to cremate the body. I will fucking kill this okay guy. wait so did rock uh accidentally create the brazilian wax i think so <laughs> okay oh my gosh so i think he did the can the ontario brazilian wax is there a Bra- <laughs> is there a brazil ontario canada somewhere? there is now <laughs> rio rio ontario <laughs> he made his followers eat shit and dead rats i'm sorry literally actually eat shit oh my jesus he punched one of his wives, Solange, in the neck, knocking her out cold. Gabrielle had her thighs pounded with the sledgehammer. Her hand squeezed in a vice. Ugh. She was whipped so bad her eye was destroyed. Oh. And she was stuck in the spine with a hypodermic needle filled with an unknown concoction. <sighs> he ripped the needle sideways while it was in her back, breaking it off in her spine. Oh, oh my God. God. He burned Gabrielle's gem- genitals and breasts with the torch. He had Jacques cut off half her pinky with a pair of wire cutters. He broke her remaining fingers with a board and made her cut a hole on the ice-covered lake and jump in. At one point, Gabrielle's uterus prolapsed. After a hard day's work, the organ actually came three inches out of her vagina. Rock attempted to fix it himself by punching the organ back inside of her and fashioning a wooden cone to plug everything up. Gabrielle fled to a women's shelter but returned to the compound the same day instead of seeing a doctor. Rock's next course of treatment was to tie a piece of string around the exposed portion of the uterus and yank it like a loose tooth. It would be a full year before Gabriel would have the opportunity to get a partial hysterectomy at the Ross Memorial Hospital in Lindsay while Rock was away on business. How are these people alive? I have no idea. I, you know what, the human spirit's pretty powerful, but uh, Adam, this might be... Close to the worst thing I've ever heard on this show. It's the worst thing I've I, ever heard in my life. This is the most sadistic person I've ever. It's not as bad as Junko. It uh, is. Yeah, Junko no, is it's, it's, bad. it's it is it is it definitely is. I mean, I, I felt the same way listening to that. I was like, how is this, this girl alive? How mm. did she stay alive that long? I I don't know. It's Jesus Christ. My and, mouth is agape. I'm sorry. I just can't. I'm truly astounded this, with horror. I knew this guy was fucked up, but I kind of forgot all these details about him. So bad. In the fall of 1988, Solange began to feel ill. Terrio convinced her it was her liver and there would have to be an operation. One afternoon, he got exceedingly drunk and started strangling all of the women, asking if they knew their breath belonged to him. Then he put on his costume jewelry, turned to Solange, and spoke to her using her new name. Rachel, are you ready? I'm going to treat you tonight. Leading the party to the bakery, he cleared off the table and Solange undressed herself and lay down. Rock roughly tried to insert an enema tube into her rectum, which took a half hour. The solution was a mixture of molasses, oil, and water. He started pressing and punching her stomach, and when she put her hands up to defend herself, Rosh simply told her to remove her hands, and she did. He then inserted a tube down her throat and instructed the other cult members to blow and suck on the tube. Taking a kitchen knife, Rosh made a five-inch vertical incision below the ribs. Then he pulled out a strip of muscle tissue, about four inches long and a quarter inch thick, tore it off, and told her, There, you're gonna be alright. Since Rosh was the surgeon and the emissary to God, he made someone else sew the wound closed. Everyone walked back to the cabin together, and Rock ordered a hot bath filled with cherry for Solange. This only made her feel worse, so he gave her a cold bath. When she returned to bed, blood was pouring from her mouth, and she died. Her cause of death was periontitis, which is when digestive fluid leaks into your abdominal cavity. Wow, that sounds exceedingly painful. Jeez, uh, I don't even think Civil War surgeons treated people this bad. <laughs> no, Holy no. fuck. No, they were still ex- trying to help people yeah. in the Civil yeah. War. Yeah, this is not trying to be helpful in no. any capacity. He's just, like, this, experimenting. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Yeah, it sounds like he's literally just, like, pulling stuff on me. Like, okay, this seems right. Like... <sighs> 
And this is like, I don't know, it's so Mangle fucked up. Him. Yeah. At first, Rosh was distraught and tried killing himself in a number of downright slapstick ways. He tried getting Jacques to shoot him in the head with a twenty-two, but of course Rosh pussied out. Then he tried to overdose on Tylenol extra strength tabs, and that didn't work. So finally he tried to drown himself, and I don't think your body will actually let you do that, will it? Maybe you should just stab yourself in the stomach and pull yeah. some stuff out. <laughs> yeah. The only way you could like drown Van Gogh? Your... Van Gogh tried to do that and he didn't die either. Well. The only way you can drown yourself is you'd have to like chain yourself to the bottom yeah. of a thing because your brain. Oh, for sure. Your bra- okay, what is it? When you're starting to drown, your brain shuts off and forces you to breathe. So it's. Uh, yeah. Well, then maybe you would. Wouldn't you just maybe start drinking water down? But yeah, maybe? but it, it, I'm assuming he's just like trying to hold his head underwater or something. <laughs> yeah, like I used to do when I was a kid in the bath. Yeah, like this sucks. You have to, you have to have something that is forcing you down, and you can't get up. Yeah. Ugh, he's but... probably got his face in like a little bucket Bowl, or something. Yeah. What a piece of shit. <laughs> so, I, why did he decide to kill himself all of a sudden? He is felt he... so guilty that okay. he couldn't save Solange, one of his wives. Man, the, in fact. Terrio's guilt over Solange was driving him insane, so he called one Dr. Jess Grosbeck, and, and Rock explained that he had been having dreams in which Solange was inside Terrio's body and would take shape in the real world from Terrio's spilt semen. Terrio and Grosbeck convinced themselves that Solange would be the first reverse birth, a spiritual rebirth through the belly of the male. Rock was sure he was pregnant with his deceased wife. Damn, is this how they got the movie Junior? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much like that. I should say the documentary Junior. Yes, the, docu- the docu-series Junior. <laughs> he had Solange's body exhumed from the yard and ordered Gabriel to open the body and pour vinegar all over her organs to keep the worms away. Then they buried her again. A few days later, he had them dig her up. Her body was beginning to decompose, but Moses had big plans. He got Jacques to drill a hole in her skull, and then he masturbated onto her decaying brain, convinced that his semen would resuscitate her. Uh, What the fuck? Jesus. After this obviously didn't work, and he made others jack off in the hole as well, Giselle told Terrio that Solange's number one dream was to be cremated after death. After the cremation, he would collect some bone fragments and put them in a jar with olive oil as a preservative. He would continue to masturbate in the jar regularly, Convinced this was the way to bring her back through a reverse birth. Okay, so I feel like he is losing it mentally. Or has oh. lost it a long, well, long, well, I'm, long, I'm, long time ago. I feel like there's a difference between him getting joy out of, like, his sadist things here and, like, him possibly actually believing this. Sh- I mean, I don't... I always feel like these cult leaders never really believe this horse shit. They just do it for power or whatever. They might now be believing the hype. I'm, maybe. It sounds like now he's literally crossed into that, like, oh, maybe I am God or mm. some shit. I don't know. I mean, you, I think you have enough people tell you that for long enough, and you start to fucking and, believe And no matter what bullshit. he does, they're not going anywhere. Hmm. I mean, clearly. This is I, get, I guess on, a, like, a non-violent spectrum, that kind of happens to celebrities, right? Everyone's telling them they can never do anything yeah. wrong, and then mm. they just think they're mm. always right about everything. Mm. It's apparently Leonardo DiCaprio, sadly. Really? I yeah. thought he was a good guy. Well, I think he's a good guy, but I think he also lives in a altogether different reality than anyone else. Mm. And will I am idiot he is. <laughs> <laughs> same, same guy. <laughs> July 26, 1989, Rock was drunk, go figure. Most everyone else was able to sneak away into the woods. Gabriel didn't make it. Terrio remembered that Gabrielle had a stiff pinky finger, she only had one left as the other was removed by wire cutter, and he ordered her to put it on the table so he could massage it out. Instead, he stabbed her hand with a hunting knife, pinning it to the table. Blood began to pour out of the wound, and Rock went to grab another beer. Gabrielle forced herself to remain conscious, and after 45 minutes, Rock came back to see her arm had turned completely blue. Of course. It's not looking so good, is it? He fetched a carpet knife and whittled all of the flesh oh. halfway between her elbow and shoulder down to the bone. Holy mama! He then made her rest her arm on a stump in the kitchen and with a dull meat cleaver took the arm completely. <sighs> Gabrielle didn't cry out a single time during this ordeal, and shortly after Terrio blacked out again, she escaped to a woman's shelter. She returned the same day. Why are these women returning? <laughs> Well, let's not... Oh, that's a whole other... Why are these people... Re- well, well, no, that's a whole other episode of psychological yeah, I, dissection. I, I mean, yeah, it's just... I think he's 
damaged them so severely mentally. All these people, that's just like, it feels like that's all they have. I'm almost surprised that that with these people seeing her with an arm whittled down to the bone, they're not calling the authorities or something immediately when she arrives. I mean, it seems like a lot of people in the store are just kind of like looking the other way. Like, I don't oh, want to just... be involved. I don't want to uh, be involved. In they're this. just like happy hippies living in the woods. Let's leave them alone. Just leave like... them with their bones. Yeah. I, I, uh, Jesus. A few days later, Terrio decided her stump was gangrenous and used a rusty pair of scissors to cut out the infection. That's not all he took. He also cut a chunk of her breast and for good measure smashed her head with the axe. She bolted for the woods and promptly lost consciousness. She came to her senses 48 hours later to find that insects had laid eggs in her head wound. Oh she returned to the cabin to find Moses still drunk and looking to operate. Jacques used the acetylene torch to heat up a length of drive shaft from a junk car on the property until it was glowing and handed it to Rock. Mm. He held it against Gabrielle's stump, but he was so drunk he kept dropping it on her before he finally got it quote-unquote right. <sighs> Gabrielle escaped on August 16, 1989, and she made it to a hospital and made up a story about her missing arm. Since she was so grisly looking, the hospital called the police, and they put two and two together immediately. There you go. What What can you possibly say about a missing arm? I like, don't know. They didn't say what what the excuse like was. Like, I just left it at home. Don't mind <laughs> it. Like, like you, usually it's stuck on your body. I left it in my other car. <laughs> yeah. It's in my man's car. Don't worry about it. <laughs> when they arrived at the compound, the police found it deserted. Rock, Jacques, Chantal, and Nicole, along with the two youngest babies, had fled to Quebec. The others had returned to their families. Terrio's spell finally broken. It took the police six weeks to find Moses, and even after he was apprehended, it took an additional two weeks for anyone to come forward about the death, resurrection attempt, and cremation of Solange Bayard. Rock netted 12 years for his role in Gabriel's amputation and pled guilty to second-degree murder charges of Solange. He made a deal stipulating that he couldn't be charged with anything else if he copped to the murder. He received a life sentence for it. Terrio was up for parole in 2002 and was denied as he was too high a risk to reoffend. He would never apply again. In 2009, he made headlines when he tried to sell his artwork online at a true crime auction house, and this was shut down as prisoners can't make profit from work done in prison. Even in Canada. Mm-mm. February 26, 2011, 63-year-old Rosh Terrio was found dead near his cell. His death resulted from an argument with his celly, Gerard MacDonald, a 60-year-old convicted killer. MacDonald stabbed Rosh in the neck with a shiv, calmly walked to the guard station and proclaimed, That piece of shit is going down the rain. Nope. That piece of shit is going down. Nope. On- nope. What? That piece of shit ah, is down on the see, range. See. That piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I sliced him up. Excellent. Mm. And that Good ends job, the story sir. of our good friend. It's kind of kind of cool that he got killed by another sixty-year-old man. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. but I, you just don't expect a sixty-year-old man to like stab somebody else to death. No. Death, like you think it, you think like arthritis or something would hit hit him by then. Sixties, you can do stuff at sixty. I mean, maybe yeah. there's yeah. mafia killers at sixty. For I sure. had six-year-old uh, women squatting three hundred pounds, my friend. Pounds. So, uh, but I will say this: I wish that his celly would have just tortured the shit out of For him sure. a little bit more. That's just too quick. I know. I think the guards would have let it go too. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised that he uh, he didn't die that long. I mean, it was ten years ago, but like it's, I know, uh, I know. But 2011, that's yeah. that seems recent. It, uh, I I don't know. This I think I feel like you have told more about this story than I've ever heard. Yeah, I agree. Like the details about what he did. You know, a lot of people talk about like the the child murders and like some of the torturing, but they didn't get like everything. And, uh, well, man. you can thank the book Savage Messiah. Mm. So you'd you can... recommend it. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. Good. yeah. It's, uh, it's a thick book. Thick book. I remember that much. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it's... I don't remember that whole resurrection thing. Mm. Holy fuck. Didn't, uh... We were talking about this. What's his name? The Texas guy. Tried oh, to the do guy this. here. Who? On my background, right? No, no, no. Not him. Uh Jessup? No, the fucking... Waco? Waco guy. Oh, Koresh? Yeah, yeah, he tried to resurrect somebody. And they had, like, the same Seventh-day Adventist. Mm. 
yeah. same thing either. Mm. So maybe it's a necromantic cult. Mm. It's kind of interesting. You mentioned the like up, the satanic shit that the kids were mentioning. Yeah, you said upside down cross. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. They didn't really go into much more about that. They just said that was they would chant the kids. Several of the children in their foster homes would talk about these upside down cross rituals where they would be chanting and running around the house while holding upside down crosses. Hmm. Were they the chosen kids or the? Yeah, these were the the ones that could walk and talk. I wonder if he made the unchosen kids be satanic, so Maybe. that he could say that they that were satanic. Could be. Maybe. <laughs> I mean. Around this time was like prime time for satanic yeah, panic. Satanic Maybe panic. they told him to say that. I don't know. It's so weird. That it's is just, weird. He's such a Christian-based religion. Like, why would they say any of that? I don't know. Unless he was doing it in secret or something. Yeah. Well, what were the goddamn, goddamn blood sacrifices and naked goat baths? <laughs> like, what the well, flip yeah, that is, is going on? That is the most fucked up thing I've heard in my life. I'm so horrified right do you, now. Do you think it rejuvenated his skin or something? <laughs> I think he probably looked good. Yeah. I mean, you saw pictures of him when he was apprehended. Did he look bad? I love the picture that I put on Instagram where he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked like someone farted behind him. Like, who did that? Oh, dear. He reminds me of somebody, and I Terrible. can't think of who. Like, his his face reminds me of somebody. Oh, I feel like I need to look at him now. I don't remember. He's just like a... He looks like he belongs on, like, a Canadian Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. That's kind of... Like, he could be, like, a, a hippie George, maybe, or something. I don't know. That's the best way I can George? It's kind of I mean, like Rasputin-y put... yeah. plus George. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, this guy is the most charismatic motherfucker you've ever. Okay. Everybody that came right. in contact with him, prison guards and everything, said they fucking... They... He's a nice guy of all time. Ugh, well, I mean, he, conv- he convinced the two CPS people yeah. that he wasn't yeah. doing anything yeah. wrong. Like... And that he was teaching the next wave of sexual education. <laughs> by jerking off kids. Perfect. Yes. It, it is interesting, though. Like, it is it just me or it seemed like he only did this stuff when he was drinking? Yeah. So it's almost like Dahmer, who he would... I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. I get drunk and I don't do shit like this. No, like... but, I, but I'm saying some of these serial killers or, like, sadist people, like, they need to get drunk to, like, push them over the bounds mm-hmm. to yeah. do what they really want to mm, do. Saying, that yeah. old Dutch courage. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. like, Dahmer had to get blackout drunk to, like, do his shit. Mm-hmm. This guy clearly has to get shit-faced to Bundy do all this stuff. Bundy had to get stuff. wasted, too. Yeah, so, I don't Did he? Yeah. Was it Bundy? And then he was like, by the 30th time, you don't know where you put the fucking fire on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, that's great. Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Creeper Real. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Mm. Thank you. And thank you. And if you've got anything to tell me, you can do so at mumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Mumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. Now it's time for the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody, the iTunes reviews. Yeah, we got two more reviews. Unwritten? Unwritten, unfortunately. That's fine. But that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I keep think everybody's coming. moving to Spotify anyway, so... Well, keep thumbs thumbs up you and hit, on Spotify. You hit the uh, follow. You need people to hit the follow. Hit the fucking follow hit button. Hit the follow button. <laughs> also, Cody, you know what else we have? Uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that, actually. That uh, uh, Yeah, thanks, everybody, for supporting. I know Mandy increased her pledge. I know Krista increased her pledge. She became uh, the first lane demon mm-hmm. ever, so... Uh, if you would like a t-shirt, I'm going to go pick up a new batch on Tuesday. God uh, willing. Yeah. No, they said they'll be there. Okay. Because they were done last Tuesday, and they're like, you have to schedule an appointment to come pick them up. So it's like, yeah. it like, hey, can I come? When can I go get them? They're like, oh, next Tuesday. They got them done in one day. Last time it was like 10 days, so yeah, nobody's you must making be the only- shirts. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, uh, the ways you can get a shirt, if you'd like, will have... Small, medium, large, and extra large. And you can uh, either sign up as a lane demon on our Patreon. That's the best value because you will also get the monthly postcard. Or you can search for Podcast at gmail.com on PayPal and put a $25 donation on there or send it to us and then we'll mail you a shirt. So, please. Anytime you have any questions. Yep. At all. Hit that email. 
Hit that Instagram yep, DM. Anybody. We'll, Do it. We'll walk you through everything. We'll help you. Yeah. Because we want your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want you to wear these beautiful shirts that we have. We want to make more shirts. And uh, if anybody's wondering, as far as we know, UPS, your USPS is still mailing, so... We're good to yeah. go. You Rain, can get your snow, shirt. sleet, or corona. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Rain, sleet, or uh, plague. The yeah. mailman must go. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> great. That's going to do it for all of us here at Bumblebutt Podcast and Creeper Real. Yes. Thank you, ladies. Uh, I'm going to thank Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Mm, thank you. I'm going to thank Bianca. Thank you, Bianca. Mm, thank you, Adam. I'm going to thank Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. And uh, thank everybody else for listening. So, uh, all right. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, have a nice weekend, unless it's Tuesday. <laughs> I don't have anything wise to say. I was just going to say my it. corona, but... <laughs> <laughs>